0: Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 1467 of the Lots on Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland. And as I said before part one, it's part two with myself and Tower Jones. If you missed part one, it should be in your podcast feed of choosing right now. And I would definitely encourage you to listen to the entire thing in order. So, this is part two. Just one more friendly reminder at the top of the show. But always fun to talk to Tyler about the state of the Hawks at this point in time, early in the offseason, plenty to discuss in the future as well with the draft coming up in less than two months. But without further delay, we'll be diving back into the mix with Tyler Jones after the intro. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with myself and Tyler. You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's time, Tyler. Let's pivot. Off-season talk, baby. It's time. Off-season uh, talk. Let's just set the stage here. I We've joked about it in, in our first part of this conversation, and I've said it before. I, I The one thing I don't think is going to happen is they're, they're going to run it back. I firmly believe they are going to trade someone from the top eight or nine guys. It might be more than one person. I will be surprised, quite surprised, if the top eight, nine, ten guys all return for multiple reasons. Performance reasons, because they were 41 and 41. Money reasons, which we can get into if you want to. Quinn reasons. You have this guy who probably wants to shake it up and have his own guys in there. All that stuff. That's my only real conviction. I took it one step further recently. Um, Maybe you heard it. Maybe I said it to you offline too. I do think that it's more likely than not that either John or Clint or both is not there. And it's certainly not because I am low on either one of those players. (laughs) I, I, I definitely think I'm higher than the consensus on both John and Clint. But just being practical and like reading the tea leaves and talking to people around the team and just like the natural ways to juice things and change things. And with Clint, it's more Onyeka in a lot of ways. With John, it's more role and all those things. So number one, does that any of that surprise you? I would guess not. And uh, no. from a fan's perspective, which is what you're bringing, what do you want to happen? I know you're really high on John, for instance. Like, I mean, tell me what you want to see.
1: I would like to see John uh, play the role that's best for him.
0: <laughs> That'd be yeah.
1: nice. So, to not have to
0: just pick and pop this uh, this floor spacing corner shooter? Because be like,
1: yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where you you look at you look at all his numbers. His offensive rebound percentage tanked this year uh, because he's out. He's just out on the perimeter, just spotting up for jumpers, and like his pick and roll usage tanked, and it's like. You can't ask like John's in a, John's in a lose lose situation where you're asking a guy who's not a natural sh- like he's not uh, Gallinari, but they they were asking him to be a Gallinari like spacer because he's the only he was the only one who who could even potentially do it like from that position because the fourth spot for this Hawks team because uh, due to the fact that Capel like. Collins and Capella have to play next to each other due to the fact that there's no other four that's good on defense that can even reasonably shoot. Like uh, you know, Jalen is a non-shooter, even though he will shoot it, teams don't respect him. Teams respect John. They will just leave him open. There's a there's a there's a difference in the caliber of shooting those two guys are. Agreed. It's, and and but they need like every every single piece of information we have told us. The Hawks are not getting stops unless those two are on the floor at the same time. They just don't and,
0: and, and that's and that's why they've been good as a as a pairing. And that's something that people always yell at me for. But the, the dead is the data. They've always been good together, but it's because of the defense. And that is that's weird on a team that has Trey Young and you're built around offense. But yeah, for the longest time, what, two at least two years, maybe, maybe even longer than that, the foundation of the defense has been yes, Clint as the anchor, but John and Clint especially the last two years when John's gotten better and Clint's gotten a little bit worse. I mean, he's still a good defender, but Clint's not the same guy he was two years ago. I don't, I don't think. Um, so yeah, I, but yeah, they're in this period of transitions where it's like, and I, I think I said this on the, on my, 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 first like primary episode of the off season. It's like, I think, and I, this is a little bit of me hearing stuff too, but also objectively in my own basketball analysis I think the way, if they were trying to find a way to keep John, and they're, they're probably not actively trying to find a way to keep John at this point. Yeah, they just, that's, not, mm-hmm. that's not where they are. But if there is a path to keep him, because I, I don't think that there is a 100% chance he's traded, despite all of what's being said, um, it would be to not have Clint. And it's, it's, not, it's not because of Clint. I, I think t- what you said about the role to kind of reset things, if you were to have Onyeka as the primary starting center, He's a little bit more mobile. He's a little bit more versatile than Clint. They seemingly like his shooting a little bit. They've encouraged him to space the floor a little bit more. You can kind of see him as the corner spacer sometimes and have John be the pick-and-roll guy sometimes. And John gives Onyeka some cover defensively. Where Onyeka's a great defender, but he is small. We all know that. So to have a bigger-than-average power forward in the modern NBA in John Collins, that helps him a little bit. Rebounding-wise, John's a pretty good rebounder at the four yeah, because not a great reminder at the five, there's ways to do that. Um, and I think that just also money-wise, quite frankly, especially if they're trying to, if they try to set the tax, that's the, that's a whole other conversation. But if they were to get off of Clint and that's, it makes it more palatable to spend that money on keeping John or whatever. So does that all make sense to you? I mean, what's the world look like to you where like, okay, let's, let's just assume for a second that they turn Clint into Something useful on the perimeter. I don't even know what that looks like. That's for another day. That, maybe Andrew Kelly and I will talk about fake trades one day. But like, let's just assume for our purposes, they decide to pave the way for the Odiaka era by trading Clint for something decent. And you look at the roster now; it's like, okay, can we can we just keep John and try this? And yeah, they're gonna have to get a backup center. Obviously, it's not gonna be Bruno. I don't think. But does that is that palatable? Like, what do you think that looks like?
1: Yeah, I mean, you we saw it in the, we saw the proof of concept. In that last game, um, actually, really, yeah. the last two games, where you know they closed Brandon with O in game
0: five. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, you're able with Onyeka on the floor, you're able to do stuff. You're able to do the old stuff with John Collins that got him the twenty five million dollars season contract. Like where, where you're getting elite offensive production because I mean he's one of the best rollers in the NBA. Even though like Onyeka is good at it. And Capella's great at it. Collins is the best of those three. Plus, he has a little bit more versatility in his offensive game when it comes to scoring, in ways that Capella just doesn't. No. But you can't you can't do any. The Hawks for when Collins shares the floor with Capella, everything shows that his points per game go down, his uses go down, everything goes down because it's that's Capella's. That's the only way Capella can be productive offensively. As the role guy. So then Collins has to be the spacer. But if you if you have on Congo and Collins out there, you could do what they did with the Celtics, which is where the, the Hawks with Trey Young was just coming down the floor. Okay, where is the big man in this possession? Is he guarding Clint? Is I mean, is he guarding Onyeka or is he guarding uh John? You running you running the pick and roll. Let's go. And anyway, like yeah. we're getting the switch, we're getting the matchup we want, and I'm and I'm attacking them. Um, and or or like they did it with Hunter too, and the, and the, we are like, okay, Okung, Collins, y'all gonna space to the corners. Me, you, DeAndre, because uh Horford's guarding you. We're not gonna let we're not gonna let the Celtics get away with that anymore. We're hunting the big man because we know a big cannot stay in front of Trey Young, and they're not gonna be able to challenge his jumper. So we're gonna get a great look if they're going to switch, and if they don't switch, we're getting an open three pointer, or we're getting a shot at the rim with Collins on a smaller guy. Or, like, he has a – like, if Collins has a crease, he's going to score. Like, he's just automatic once he's going downhill that way. So – and a combo, too. So, it's just – it's it's different. Do I think they're going to do that? No. I, I don't. I, I, I don't – I do think <laughs> – I, I, I see – I think it could work. But I also – like, to me, just – this is just in general, I think their number one priority this offseason is signing a combo to a rookie contract extension because whatever they sign him to, probably won't be the max. And I think of all the non tre Young guys on this roster, in terms of proven commodities of uh, between Okonwu, AJ, and Jalen, Okonwu's pretty much proven, except he hasn't gotten the minutes. If he gets the minutes, he's going to borderline all-star production on both ends of the floor. And so, like, like to me, I, I feel it was, like he was doing that at the end of the last season. Like at the end of the year when he really came on in Quinn's offense where the spacing was there, when he got to play alongside Bay and Bogey, you saw Congo just score, you know, in volume in ways that Collins used to do when Collins was in that role, you know, before before they decided to go in the complete win now mode. I'm like, to me, I feel like I feel very confident in saying this. Like I I, I feel two things happen here. One, I feel like John Collins was a great soldier because he completely changed his game when Quinn came. His three point, uh, like his three point attempt rate, like he was to every half of his shots were three pointers. I don't know if people notice that. You you can look at the statistic. Once yeah. Quinn came, it didn't matter what he if he made or miss, he was taking threes. And like, I, I feel like this organization respects like. Regardless to what what the other people think, because he's always in these trade uniforms, I do think this organization likes John and they respect him enough to know that's not his ideal role, but he's a great teammate. He'll do whatever it takes that for this team to win. But we're gonna do right like to me, it feels like they they've come, they came to a sort of agreement after the trade down I like, okay, you just take threes, be more or less be a three and D power forward. Like, you know, pretty much. We're gonna we're gonna put we're not gonna just trade you. We're gonna put you in the best position for yourself to succeed and and uh carry out your career. I think I really think that's kind of what they were trying, they've been trying to do, but there, there's been like they've they've been battling. We want we really want to win. We have no replacement. There's nobody who's giving us a starting power for. I don't think that's gonna enter into the equation anymore with John. That's why I'm not that's why, even though I I think. Akonwu and John can work. I, I really think this Hawks team is like we're gonna make a real investment into Akonwu this offseason, and we want Akonwu to be a 18 plus point per game score because we think we, he can get there in this offense if we have the spacing. Uh, so I, I don't. I I like of all the guys, I think I think it's likelier than not that they're gonna lose their both power forward and center, which to me is kind of unfortunate because. They've kind of been the the reason why the Hawks have been good these last three years, like uh, combined with Trey's brilliance on offense, like those two on defense have really helped this team up in ways that don't really go appreciated because they've never been a, a truly elite defense. But like they, it, if those two together weren't on the floor for the majority of these games, the last three years, the Hawks would be one of the worst defenses in the NBA. It'd be so bad, even with the call, how good he's, he became, Like they're gonna they're gonna lose a lot, but I feel like I feel like they're probably more confident now that they got Bay, they have Jalen, whoever they get for Capella and Collins. Like they feel like they can put together, you know, they could put together a line lineups that will potentially be able to get stops, but offer more uh shooting and more like passing in ways that Capella and Collins can.
0: Today's show is brought to you by eBay Motors, and for a championship team, it's all about making sure that every single player is a perfect fit for your roster. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part has to fit just right. So the next time you're looking for parts or accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure that every single part that you need fits right and does so the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage, look for the green checks, another part will be fitting for you or your money back just like in sports confidence is the name of the game when it comes to shopping at ebay motors with over 122 million parts to choose from be back in the game in absolutely no time after all it's really easy to bring on win when your parts are actually guaranteed and right for you get the right parts the right fit and the right prices at ebaymotors.com one more time that is ebaymotors.com let's ride eligible items only exclusion supply my party line is and it's because it's it's correct trades are not as easy as people think that they are Mm -hmm. it's not going to be super easy to trade john and clint in the same offseason. it's just hard to do doesn't mean you can't do it if they're motivated enough they'll do it i just don't think it's like as point and click as people seem to think that it is it's just especially because those guys make real money i mean i don't think that collins is like this terrible contract but a lot of teams won't want him on the deal that, that he's on right now after after this after this last year or two some teams are gonna be like nope i'm good clint is similar in that I think Clint's a pretty good value on his contract, but Clint's got age concerns. He's he's getting older, and he's get, it's, a, it's a he's a he's a traditional center, like he's so it's not going to be as easy as people think it is. Anyway, I agree with the whole premise of all of that because I found it interesting that you talked about Kong with extension talks because that is a fascinating negotiation. Number yep. one, and I have people ask me about this all the time. I have no idea what the number is, no clue because on one hand, this is a former mid lottery pick. With a high, with a pretty high cap hold, if he gets there, who has shown a lot of stuff. On the other hand, he's never been a starter in three years, and he's also a six eight center. And like, I don't care about that. I think he'll be. I think he's a center long term. People keep saying that he's a center. It's the Al Horford thing all over again. He's a center. He's a center. He's a center. But I, I don't know what the Hawks offer him. I don't know what his camp wants. It's a very interesting situation. But I will say. If you move Clint, especially if your plan is to move Clint, let's say, which they probably they probably know right now what they want to do. It doesn't mean that they'll be able to do it because they've tried to trade John before and they haven't done it. So it's it's it is what it is. But if, if you're planning on right now, early May. All right. Let's hand it to a Kong It would probably be prudent to sign him to an extension because if yep. they don't. And he has a really good season. Now he's making a hundred million dollars next year. Which is I, fine. I'm
1: I'm a I'm gonna be honest with you, Brad. He's making 100 million regardless.
0: Well, like, I, I, don't I don't think so. I don't think so. So I don't I don't ooh, think that really. No, no. I'm not, I'm saying if they extend if they extended him now, this summer, I don't believe it would be that much money. Now it would be a considerable sum for sure. I don't think it's going to be four. I don't think it's going to be four for a hundred. I don't just because he's not he has not proven it at the level of guys who get that kind of money. And it's, that's not his fault. I think he's that kind of player, but. Look at his minute total. I mean, just the minutes. And again, that's not anybody's fault, yeah. but he just has never done it for a big sample. Like Clint's been out at times for sure, but Clint was pretty durable this year, which is, you know, useful for the team. But it, like you didn't have that 30 game sample size of a congle playing 32 minutes a night and putting up, you know, whatever stats you want to say. So, like, that's why it's so tricky because I think everybody kind of knows where he's going to be. Or what he kind of already is, but he just hasn't done it, done it. And there's the foul thing. Can he stay on the floor? All these questions. But I uh maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll give him a ton of money now. I, I don't
1: like on my end, that this is one of those where you just gotta be. This is where we'll see how ahead of the curve this management team is. Cause I, to me, I look at a kongu, especially defensive, like I look at these right, I look at some of these big men like. Akongu is so much like I, to me. akangu is further along defensively than a lot of these dudes who are making real money in this league. He's really like good. Who, he's really like good. I. I don't think people understand how hard it is to cover so much ground, and also like, like just be there on like. Is he an elite rebounder? No, but I don't. He I don't. He might be below average, but he's not like. This isn't. He's got Jaron Jack. Like he's not the this is not Jaron Jackson Jr. levels of
0: well and, and this year, by the way, the numbers, the numbers play that out. Like he he made a he made a tangible jump. It's not great, especially for a center, but he made like a three or four percent jump in defensive rebounding in just the numbers, like raw numbers on the on the rates. And like that's real. He's never gonna be, look, he's 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 a six He's never gonna be a great rebounder, but you I heard the Jaron Jackson comparison. That's funny because you're of course your allegiances to the Memphis Grizzlies that you have. Uh, But uh, no, you're right. I mean, I think that it's a little thing and being compared to Clint is so funny in some ways because it's, 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 this is not as new, but those guys both being centered on the same team is so funny because Clint and an are so different.
1: They are like, especially
0: current Clint older Clint, you know, obviously top five rebounder in the league, maybe even higher than that top three rebounder in the league, just incredible rebounder. um, You know, Oh, has much more like ball skills, obviously, passing, feel wise, all that stuff. Um, better hands at this point. Um, but, re- you know, rebounding is what it is. And then you throw in the fact that, you know, Clint never fouls and, yeah, Clint. and Aneka yeah. always fouls. <laughs> so, and it's like, and, and all, you know, it's just
1: weird. A fouls because he's smaller. And Capella doesn't have to foul because he's, I mean, th- it's the difference between Capella Collins and a congo. Capella and, and like the like the reason why guys like Capella and Anthony Davis never foul is because they're huge. They're huge and, and they and just feel they away. also
0: feel it, they also feel too. Yeah, but you're right. And that's they the thing about it. Like well. they, they know how to use it. Like Clint mm-hmm. doesn't make the sit like the fouls that will drive you crazy about you Nyeka know, we're down the rabbit hole, whatever. Um, is that he still makes the young guy fouls. The he fouls makes, you can't uh, make.
1: I, he makes the the play is over. I'm committing this foul. Regardless that of one and, and and up. and the, and, like, the,
0: the and the moving and the moving screens and like he he just does the stuff that you can't that you can't get called for. But I will say, for as I, much as I, I, I,
1: I, I will, I, assign, I will always live with a big said.
0: Uh, agreed. I'm just saying he he, he has not whatever. figured out all the tricks yet to where he doesn't get called. Like he doesn't get he, he gets called for more than the The
1: benefits. trick is to be a ten year veteran in. The
0: <laughs> yeah, that's well, trick. Of, that's probably true. But and I will say just to be very fair. Manyka has improved his foul rate every year in the league. It was, it's still too high, but he's gotten better. Like so just for example, as a, as a rookie, he committed 8.2 fouls per 100 possessions. That is absurd. You can't live with that. Then it was 7.4 in year two and 6.5 this year. That's still too high. It is. But that's a lot better than 8.2. Like he has gotten better. He'll still he'll he'll, 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 keep, he'll keep getting better. Uh, just for one comparison, by the way, I'm sure people don't have like, this off the top of their heads. Clint has had a foul rate of four fouls or less per possessions in five straight seasons,
1: which is like yeah. Cape- I mean Capella's great. Like he's, yeah, he's, he's a, great. Like so, to me, Capella's is legitimate. Like. There are basketball players that are routinely talked about being better than Clint Capella, and they just aren't. Better are not. I, good agree. At <laughs> I like, agree. Capella is so good at so many things, and like I've I've really come to appreciate him. But at the same time, and like then to, and then and then, fan, you know, and
0: then he misses one layup, and you're just off you're off the rails again. Ooh,
1: that 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 game six missed layup.
0: Ooh, okay, it was okay. A great pass. That was we're, we're all, we're all, and no, and it was not he, a great. Okay, hold on, hold it was, on. It was not a great pass. He had to catch it like over his left shoulder. No, it was a great. Yeah, it was a great find by Trey. That's why I he missed it. And look, I, I know Quint's a bad finisher. We all know this. I get it. Anyway. It's, it's
1: not his fault. <laughs> it was not his fault.
0: Okay. Close the book on He's, that. He, you know. um, okay. So, we talked about John, like, uh, that whole thing. That's obviously going to be a talking point. We'll see. Uh, the rumor mills, I'm, I'm sure, are already going to start, whatever. There are, other, there are other decisions. So, we could spend more time on, on this on when we talk again, I'm sure. But you have the perimeter situation where – I yelled it. You yelled it. Their perimeter defense was egregious this year. It just it just was. Dejounte was not the guy they hoped he was defensively. Um, he was not the only problem by any means, but he was a problem. Bogey's well, Brad, a problem. Brad, hold on. Point.
1: One thing: when you say that, you're not just speaking of European. You're speaking from what people at the Hawks are telling you about Dejounte's defense. Or
0: they, they, I, um, I don't want to. I don't want to say this diplomatically. I, I don't think that he has been as good defensively as they hoped he would be
1: okay
0: now I do think that they still believe in him more than he's shown defensively yeah that makes sense like they they still give him assignments they still trust him they like for lack of a better phrase the dog in him they do they do believe that DeJounte has it I think if you watch the tape and I think if they think they probably know this on the record off the record whatever that he was not very good defensively this year This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And when you're at your best, you can do absolutely great things. Sometimes I can get you bogged down. I know I've been there before in my own right. And life, you might feel overwhelmed, honestly. And if your maybe is not showing up in the way that you want to, or that you need to for the folks around you. If it sounds like you at all, or if you're looking to give therapy a try in any way, BetterHelp is a great option for you. It's convenient, it's flexible, it's affordable, and it's entirely online. And really, I know a lot of people that have been benefiting from BetterHelp across the board. And it's really telling to me that they've been kind of looking for different things. It's still benefiting very differently and positively from the work of BetterHelp. I fill in a brief questionnaire right now to get matched with your licensed therapist. If you need a switch therapist anytime, you can do so with no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there you visit betterhelp.com slash locked on right now to get 10% off on your first month with BetterHelp. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot
1: com slash locked on. And to me, just the point aside, that goes to my execution thing. Like, I, I don't think it's a t- talent thing with DeJounte. It's, like, uh, I, with, I
0: with him, it's definitely not.
1: No. And, like, honestly, he's he's shown good defense in this league before. I, I just think um, there's a level I, of maturity. Like to me, like to me with Dejounte, I do think there's a level of growth he has to show coming into next season as a player. Um, just he's a little, really a little on, bit miscast on both ends.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean he's a little bit miscast too because, and this is something that I know I had Matthew Tynan on in the offseason talk about this from the Spurs standpoint, and he kind of said it on my mm-hmm. show, like, "Hey, people in San Antonio like noticed that his defense got worse as he got in a higher." Role, which, by the well, way, what awesome. happens to most guys? Like, that that's a very normal thing to happen. But reputations, as you well know, on defense is, in particular, are really hard to crack. Like, the most famous example of this is Kobe. Kobe was a great defender early in his career. And by the end of his career, he was not a good defender. But everyone still thought he was a great defender. And that's, it's very normal. I mean, there's, there's lines of examples of this. And DeJounte is the next one. Like, DeJounte, early in his career, got on the floor as a habit creator defensively. That's what he was drafted to be. Like he was supposed to be this, I mean, by the, and by the way, he led the league in steals, all that stuff. But then last year he was suddenly a 28% usage guy. And like, it's very rare that guys stay as good defensively. If they have that role on offense, it is what it is. Now the hope was there's,
1: there's only been one Kawhi Leonard.
0: Uh, right. And it's, it's really hard to do that. I mean, one of those, and especially like, he's not a stopper on the ball in the way that they have had to have, have him be. I mean, Part of that's the pairing with Trey, who I think was better defensively this year. To be very clear, I think Trey took a step forward defensively. Is he still not a very good defender most of the time? Yes, but he's he's way better. I mean, if you trade now versus Trey two, three years ago, Trey's way better now. He is. <laughs> but you're still playing with Trey Young, and you're also, um, I mean, Bogey's gotten a half step or more slower and worse defensively. It's it's not good. I think they know that. You know, Hunter is the only guy that they call that they. I mean, is Hunter's uh, we'll, we'll save hundred for later. Uh, but then you, you, you throw you throw you throw in there too.
1: Oh who, God,
0: who he might be the worst
1: of the bunch, right? Right. He might be the worst of the bunch.
0: Yeah. So anyway, there is a personal Sadiq question.
1: Bae, I I I, I liked what Sadiq Bey brought to the table for this he team, and agreed. I thought he had a good playoff series. But his you defense can, was just,
0: I, and that's off. that's kind of where I am too. Like I I've been I've hopefully made it clear. I'll say it again now. I I think that that transaction worked out well. He's given them some toughness. They all like him. Uh, His shooting is very, very valuable at both forward spots. Like, that that move for what they gave up for him has worked so far. But objectively, at the same time, his defense is a problem. And hopefully it gets better, but it was a problem. Like, capital P problem in the playoffs. Capital P. So at the very beginning, beginning of this conversation, you talked about, like, a lot of it is, Execution and all that. Like I, I do, I, I agree with you. I think this team will be even if they run it back, which they won't, as we discussed. Even if they did, I'm pretty confident they'd be better defensively next year than they were this year. I do believe that with Quinn and with another year and all the stuff. But they do have a personnel deficiency on the perimeter defensively. They just do. I don't know. I don't know who's going to fix it. I don't know who that player is. Uh, maybe it's Delon Wright. I miss you, Delon. Uh, but, you know, people throwing about – I mean, I know Andrews already talked about Javon Carter. Sure, bring Javon Carter. That would be great. Um, for but,
1: for Javon Carter to simply never play like Aaron. Well,
0: that, well, that, we need to that's, be a little bit
1: realistic. People, well, that's the thing. I get it. We have to be realistic. If they're going to go with Trey and DeJounte, the only way they're going to get this defense out on the floor is at the forward spots. That's
0: just Well, and, and, and agreed. I, I totally agree with you because, yeah, it, I, I think that they may be – We'll use DeLon just because I love DeLon. It's, it's it's convenient. If their third guard was DeLon Wright, that would really help them. But you still have this situation where you're playing. F- I mean, their plan, I think, is still going to be 48 minutes of either Trey or Dejounte on the court. And then, you know, they'll play together for 28 of those minutes, whatever it's going to be. So, like, there's limited utility for your Aaron Holiday types. Now, Javon Carter is bigger than that. So maybe he plays a little bit of two, all that stuff. But like that role is not not very big. He's still have Bogey. Bogey's Bogey's signed to an extension. Bogey's on the team, so that's and he's a, he's a shooting guard. It's what he is. I mean, he's kind of plays the three a little bit,
1: but and they need him because uh, and his and his shooting's they, invaluable. They traded, and his
0: creation's invaluable, they, and
1: yeah, they unfortunately they love him. traded the other guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did. Anyway, moving on. So I'm with you. So, and, but the, the 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 thing about that is though. They've got Sadiq, who I think they are reasonably committed to, but we'll see. You have Hunter, who I, I was more confident in how, how how committed they were to Hunter before when it was Travis, who loves Hunter. I don't know now, but everyone knows this. He's not a great number one guy to have on our defense, but he is their best defender. He just is. So like, what we got? What do you what, what are you got, supposed guys.
1: to do? And we, so and we and we fruit we we simply refuse to even look had other options. We just well,
0: okay, too. so so to go back to this and it's not, it's not I, and, it's and to be fair to
1: Hunter, you, to be fair to Hunter, he, I thought he, he did pretty well towards the end of the season.
0: He he got better as the series but I totally I totally agree. And I I it's funny, I went from being pre-draft high on Hunter. I went from I was the guy who didn't like the trade very much, so I got yelled at a lot about that. And then there was the baby Kawhi phase when I was low on him again. And then now people think that I like him too much because he's just the same guy. I mean, he, he's still, he's, he's still lit- the same guy. He is literally
1: the same guy. He has not
0: changed. <laughs> it's just funny. Anyway. um wh- So one way to fix or improve the perimeter defense would be to, would be to wh- whatever you get for either John or Clint is yeah. defense focused. So not to bring up Andrew again, but uh, one of Andrew's pet, proposals is to get John to Brooklyn Andrew, the Andrew
1: run, running the team. is running the team. Ahead, I wish he was. Ahead, I wish ahead.
0: he was. Uh, I'm just saying like you, you could reasonably turn John or Clint into a two way perimeter player, like an actual defensive perimeter player, maybe, but it does. Again, you have so many guys who you are committed to playing Committed to. Yeah. And one of them, by the way, is AJ, who I know you like, and I like quite a bit. But AJ, as a defender in year two, is probably not going to be very good, just realistically. I'm sure he'll improve from a rookie year. That's what happens from year one or year two, especially on defense. He'll get better. But I'm talking about just next year, his defense is not going to be very good, you don't think? Yeah, Jalen helps. So if you just assume Jalen's going to play a lot, and I kind of do, uh, we saw lots of great flashes from Jalen's perimeter defense. I, I already hear people yelling at us now, like, don't, don't forget to mention Jalen. Trust me, Jalen... Jalen's upside as a defender is the highest on their team. Like if Jalen Johnson was just unleashed as a defensive stopper, and that was like his thing, he might be awesome. I'm not saying he would be, but he might be like really, really, really good defensively, but we don't know. It's still a question for me. And this is not like sacrilege. I'm talking about right. Like, so right now play in play out. Jalen is not as good as Hawks fans think that he is defensively. Yeah because his his highs are really high and i'm not saying his his flashes are cr- incredibly intriguing but his play he, he makes mistakes he's a young guy i'm not saying anything bad about him he was basically a rookie this year it is it is what it is he made the rookie mistakes and it, he, and by the way he's never been asked in his life to navigate a screen until now yeah. yeah ever i mean now he's being asked to do these things that like guards do and he's 6'10" do, yeah. <laughs> like and great i mean uh, hopefully he'll be able to do it so anyway i think the long story short is that they have to improve internally in terms of like guys have to play better defensively. Jante, number one, AJ, Jalen, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, obviously Trey is kind of what he is. Bogey is kind of what he is at this point. You hope that Sadiq Bay takes a step forward. I'm not saying he's going to be good. He's probably not going to be, but man, he was bad. So
1: hopefully he's better. Um, Sadiq Bey was, we cannot play him at the power four position bad.
0: Like, well, and the, and the problem is that that's was, the theory of the case with Sadiq Bey.
1: Is that, yeah, that was the theory of the case. Because at, at, like, at the three,
0: that, he's a step But I, I agree. But the thing about Sadiq Bey, and I, and I, I think we said it, we like the transaction. He's, he's a good player. He's a good player. He, he, he's, he's really slow for a three. Like, really slow. So the thought process, especially when they brought him in, was like, you know, we can use him as a small ball forward, against get some more shoot. And offensively, Glenn said this oh, a yeah. lot. That their, their best five on offense in the second half of the season was Trey DeJounte, Bogey, Sadiq, and a center. Yeah. That is unguardable, to be honest with you. Like, you throw Trey DeJounte with two real shooters, and, and Bay and Bogey are real shooters, and a pick-and-roll guy. And you're not, you're, you're unguardable. But the problem is... Bay and Bogey can't—they can't stop anyone. I mean, that's a one-way lineup. <laughs> it just is. Even with Clint, even if Clint's like Pete Clint, he can't save that lineup on defense. So they have—they don't have one-way players, but they have guys who are not two-way players. Does that make sense? I don't—I don't—I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. make it too. It's not—I'm not trying to make it too mean. Bogey's kind of almost a one-way player at this point. Bay was mostly a one-way player this season. Trey is Trey uh but they both have to figure did, it out
1: bay does provide physicality he does he, especially he, he rebounds and like yep. he's he that that's important like i'm not yep. i'm not trying to trash bay no completely, I, but like i he, i mean he, i he, i like i i went from i went brad i went from wow they pay this much for a guy who's not good <laughs> to only five second round picks
0: well you you have to get to the next
1: a, next a capable so. wing you that's, that's, that's well documented. Um, no, I mean, I, Brad, Brad, that was ten million dollars. They spent ten million dollars. Yeah, yes. two million per draft pick. Ten million bucks.
0: Right out of Tony's so pocket. Um, good on
1: wrestler for spending his money. They,
0: <laughs> so, I, I still, I still have a question about the perimeter defense, and I, I, don't think there's, they're not, there's not an easy move to make that fixes it. There, there just isn't. And look.
1: The overarching well, there point is a is, move they can make. They there is a move they can make. They're not going to do it, but you know, can, what, what's that move? Trade. They could trade Dejounte. Oh well, they could. They're not, they're, I don't think it's going to happen. <clears throat> they're not doing. Um, they're not
0: doing that. No, problem. but and I, I mean, and we, I
1: honestly, at this point, they they're better off keeping them because it, well, and
0: they, and, they, and look realistically, the whole and they they would acknowledge. I think they have acknowledged at the times this is going to be an offense first team as long as Trey's running this team. and that's fine but you have there's a certain baseline level of defense that you have to have to be an actual contender that they've only reached once and it was for about 3 months in 2021 they got there they did they got there for about 3 months and that's not coincidentally when they made their run second half of the season into the playoffs
1: Kevin Herter, Solomon Hill, and Tony still locking it down and and they have not
0: and, come and, close and and, and, P, and Pete Clint like that's the best Clint's oh, yeah, probably Pete been Clint. Um, John was getting better at that point in time. Uh, Bogey was a lot better than he is now defensively, um, all those things. So, and look, but, but on the bright side, that personnel wasn't what you would describe as elite personnel. Defensively.
1: That's that, that's my point. They don't have to be elite and you that's don't what I'm need saying. elite personnel. This is, you have to, however, execute as a team. And you got to be more together defensively and like have that, have that mind meld that they just, I feel like Ash under Quinn, they were starting to get there. And that's something that's going to take time. Like that, Regardless of the personnel they get or who they put on the floor, nothing's going to change for them until they, as a team, they defend. Or it's not just – because for too long, it was just Capella's got it.
0: Well, and got it. I'm glad I said, said that because if you watched – and this is – I'm not an expert like Glenn is at this. But if you watched the first few weeks of the coin era, it was like he told them, "You can't rely on Clint and to anymore." It was like they changed, and they, they didn't overhaul the whole scheme. But it was like, no, he was like, "Nah, guys, we're, you're going to do what you're supposed to do, and Personal we're not going to, we're not going to, yeah, we're not going to give, we're not going to let Clint cover up for all of you anymore, or we're not going to let John or Anya, whoever it is." And it was like, and the results were terrible, admittedly, oh, okay. and that's part of what we said earlier on in this conversation is like they weren't. Necessarily optimizing for that night, I didn't think, during that stretch. Because it was almost like, we're going to send a message like, guys, if we... I can't run my schemes with you guys doing this, basically. It's what it kind of felt like. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll see if they get better. I, I, I do think if I was a betting man, that DeJounte will have a better season defensively next year than he had this year. That's one guy. I think if I had to guess, Bay, with a full year in a... In it, for on a team that cares for the first time in his career, on a, on a good organizational team, all respect to the Pistons, who were not trying to win at any point when he was there, will be better. I don't think he's going to be good. He'll probably be better. AJ, I assume will improve. Jalen, I assume will improve defensively. So, like, that's little stuff. I think Hunter, maybe the same, maybe better. Shouldn't be worse. So, like, you could be optimistic about all those things. And I think that also...
1: DeAndre Hunter will be DeAndre Hunter. Right. Rain, <laughs> Pro- sleep, prob- 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 probably so
0: and and if they if they do end up moving clint or john or both I, I i hope that they target some guys who can play defense with those moves um whether it be either if they clear them salary, like okay this is a popular idea like let's say for example you could just dump john for nothing i, I wouldn't do that they may try whatever Then use your mid-level on a guy who can play defense. You know what I mean?
1: Like you, you can't,
0: you can't just, you can't trade John and Clint and not improve your defense on the perimeter. You can't do those. You can't do that.
1: Or find a replacement, you know, or something. Yeah.
0: Because even, uh, I mean, because in theory that you know, moving on from John, I think that they probably would lean into a little bit more of playing smaller, more shooting focused. And now Jalen's not small. Jalen's a very large power forward, and he'll play more. Um, But yeah, I mean. Clint, for all of the stuff about Clint, Clint is a full raiser defensively. He's a really good defender. And Onyeka is going to be good, too. But they had 48 minutes of those guys. If you move Clint, you probably have 32 minutes of those guys. And there's other times you have to fill in. And um, anyway, it's for another podcast. But yeah, I, I think that's the, obviously, not, I mean, the other one, which we'll talk about very, very uh, sort of a lot less, is that they still need more shooting.
1: They just do. <laughs> Always. Every team always needs more shooting. The Hawks definitely do. They need it at, um,
0: they improve that with Bay to be fair. And I think that AJ playing more will help that bogey knock on wood being they, out there will help them.
1: I think the most important thing is they need Dejounte If he's going to be a, a future facing part of this organization, which I think he is, yep. he's got to take more threes period. Like there's yeah, no, I, I think he knows it. I, I still remember game six, game six. I think it was a, uh, it, 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 it did like it wasn't a big play. wasn't talked about that much. Trey passed it up the floor quickly to Dejounte. He had a wide open three pointer. Um, granted, like he had a couple feet between him and the defender, and he didn't even look at the rim. And I'm like, you compare that to the Celtics. Jalen Brown gets it up every time. Jalen Brown is not this incredible three point shooter, but if he's open, it's going he up. will yeah. shoot it. He well, will and, 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 and Dejounte, like,
0: Dejounte did take. I'll be encouraging. He took um more than seven per game in the play- in the playoff series.
1: Yeah. That's that, that's a good start. That's, that's, that's just a good fine. start.
0: Do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, regular season-wise, he was not anywhere near that. And even, even under Quinn, where they were obviously preaching more threes, I'm trying to pull it up right now. So from March 1st on, we'll say he took 3.8 per game. Not enough.
1: Not so enough.
0: but but honestly, he's the only guy, and it's funny to me. They talk around it. I think if you read between the lines, it's almost like he's saying Dejounte without saying Dejounte sometimes, like because he's the obvious guy. I mean, everybody else on you know Trey. I think as we talked about earlier, Trey should take more threes, and I think he will. and like
1: the, and like to me with with Dejounte, like the shot looks so much better than what he, he sh- what he, he came in as a league. He, he looks well. good as a jumper. He just needs to have like that's where. That's an off-season thing where it's like, hey, you got to have confidence. Taking these. it's like it's confidence. It's them. also it's take also
0: meant it's mentality. It's I mean, he actually had as funny as this is, he had in my, when you combine volume and accuracy, the best three-point shooting season of his career this year. Yep, it was about five attempts per game and thirty-four percent. Is that great? No, but before that, he was a super low-volume guy, and then we, when he took more, he was shooting like thirty-two percent. I, I think it's realistic to hope, to hope he makes 35 36% on real volume next year. Very helpful.
1: He's, that's Look, be, he's not going to be a knockdown guy. It's fine. Brad, I will take eight threes a game on 32% shooting. Absolutely. I'll take it. It's not great. It's not great, but guess what? You're putting you're putting but, real pressure on the team. You're putting pressure on yep. the defense to respect you as a shooter so that it opens up your drive game so you can get to the rim and get to the free throw line like that. Yeah, and you're playing with Trey. You
0: you got to space the yeah. floor. It's just what it is. Got to I mean, space the space floor. floor.
1: Like you got to be confident as a spacer. So
0: so yeah, I mean that's obviously uh we talked about that a lot, and I, I I think just in general, having Bay, having Griffin, like that will help their spacing already. And look, John had a terrible shooting season. He just did. And He's I a think significantly
1: it, better shooter. Like this, this
0: like it, I know. I know it, but it, it can he, he be did.
1: an outlier. It, yeah. It's an outlier season. Combined cool. with the fact that he's he was in an uncomfortable role, I do I think his role affected his shooting in ways that that it's hard to quantify for people to understand. Like unless you like, unless unless you've like played a, you really have to have played a sport like any sport like but like play it at a semi high level. When you're not comfortable, it just makes everything harder than it needs to be. Uh, you know, and so, like, I just don't think he was comf- ever comfortable on offense in the role that he was in. And he was asked to do things that, you know, he's a he's a good spot up shooter. But that's not that's not his game. Like, he that's not his game. And like, it's something like if if he's in a proper role, like if if we run in more like I, I feel like the Celtics series is a prime example. Because DeJounte got suspended, there was more uses for John. So John was able to get into a flow on offense and all of a sudden he's hitting his three pointers. Yep. it's not a coincidence he's a career like 80 percent free throw shooter guys like he's a great like he's been a he has great touch like he didn't just lose it one year
0: i, no, I think he, just he, he also year. shot he shot 38.8 percent for three years combined from three but my only point of saying we even bring that up is that just you know he didn't have a good shooting season so the results yeah. of that factor everything else and he wasn't being guarded like everybody else like like you said earlier, he 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 was getting guarded more than Jalen, but he was not getting guarded like Sadiq Bey would be guarded at the four,
1: or even like. I mean, DeAndre Hunter's really not or Hunter is really Hunter, No, Hunter, they, No people. People fly, 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 fly hundred more, yep. more than
0: more than more yep. than Collins. Like it is. True. Bogey's the guy that really terrifies people. If you watch the tape, people are still afraid, and rightly so, afraid of bogey. But you know, Hunter and Bay get guarded differently than Jaws getting guarded. Absolutely. All right. We've we've talked enough. We had a we had a funny moment in the middle of the podcast. No one will ever hear that uh, involved an oven or something. I don't know what was going on over there. With Tyler, with Tyler, but the apartment almost blew up. A, it's been a long recording session, and I do appreciate you doing this. Uh, we will Hold do on, this again.
1: Hold on, Brad. We not. I got to get some draft takes out here.
0: Okay, uh, give me give me I give be, me one because we're gonna be do this again. Chomping? Just one. Okay, give me whatever you okay. want to say. It's fine. We, the floor's open. We're here.
1: Uh. Oh, man, I'll, now I'll, you got me under pressure. I'll, uh, I'll veto it if we're not allowed. No, it's uh, – uh, it, Scoop, Scoop, got uh, go to go too. Guaranteed. Agree. Like, yes. I I, 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 mean, I heard – like, when I saw that on Cal- – Cobb Cal- on- County Zone, baby. <laughs> man, listen, like, I like Brandon Miller's game. I don't think he has the athleticism. Like, I think he can be – I think he'd be a good player in this league, but, like, I feel very confident his ideal role is being a guy playing off of an elite creator, which is what Scoot can be. Uh, so like, um, so Scoot's gotta go too. Um, I actually like who's the kid from Villanova I was talking to you about uh,
0: Cam, Cam Whitmore.
1: Cam Whitmore, you want to talk about an athlete now? That's a guy, plus his age, plus he's got a real jumper. Like, I, I think he's gonna be somebody who's gonna get top five, I, I, you know, at the end of this. Like, I think he's gonna go top five, even over the Thompson twins, just because they Thompson twins to me. Like they're open box special. I have no idea they played at OTE like respectfully. I don't know how what they did OTE translates. Plus they're twenty. They're them being twenty is actually more of the red flag uh, than anything else. But like they their profile is great. But like you know I I don't know the the competition level of that league. Um, but those are those are the guys. Those are kind of all the guys I like. But for the Hawks in particular. Anthony Black and Case and Wallace. Those are the dudes. Like we're the, we're, I watched, on the we're on the same pitch. I watched, I watched some clips of and Wallace defensively, Brad. I was like, I was hooting and hollering. I was hooting and hollering.
0: I, I talked to Brad Willis. Like, I mean, he's I mean, I don't I don't know if he's gonna get there, but he also he also checks the blue blood box that they seem to like.
1: The, the oh, five-star
0: prospect cool. box. Um, I mean he can't shoot, but that's fine,
1: whatever. I mean. Neither can Anthony Black, but like Black's kind of bigger. Uh, yeah, he's six. I don't think. Yeah, so different role, but like those are the, like for the Hawks. Those are the two guys.
0: I, I All really right, know. so but they're, they're going to go- early May. Don't do it. Don't don't even say it. Don't even say it on the podcast. Don't do it. They're don't taking it.
1: Nick. They're taking Nick oh. Smith Jr. Though. They're taking Nick Smith Jr. I hate to. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. So if everyone listens to it's the not player, not bad. Is- he's a talented player, but like if you're taking, a diehard.
0: Die hard listen to this podcast at the very end. You might have heard me talk to Brian Schroeder about this earlier this week, and we agree that Nick Smith was the
1: worst possible pick for the Hawks in terms of but like top 20 it. guys.
0: I, I I am it's right. like it's like, right. like
1: it's like it's like complaining about the Falcons taking Bijan.
0: It's not okay when are, when, it's kind of like When that. are the
1: Hawks not gonna not gonna take the sexy former top ten overall? Like he was top five
0: before the he season was, started. He was he was the the only like, the only reason why. The only reason why I'm not on this wagon is that the fit is so bad. He he's he, he's an on-ball, bad defending guard. <laughs> they can't they just cannot have that guy
1: anymore. When has an on-ball bad defending guard ever stopped the Hawks before?
0: I understand. They, they,
1: you know, they, they need shot creation. And he can do they, that. He needs shot and creation. Theory, even though he didn't do it at uh, – Yeah, he wasn't really he didn't do doing it in college. college.
0: Um, okay. Well, that's, so, that's, a, that, that's a little snippet of towers draft takes. I promise we're going to do this again. So, between now and the draft, you and I will talk at least one more time, probably twice. I don't know. Unless my uh,
1: apartment blows up. So Yeah, once that happens. So,
0: knock on wood on that, folks. Uh. And we we've we avoided disaster tonight, mercifully. Uh and also while we were talking, this is gonna probably hold for a day, but we uh did not get to watch the Celtics beat the absolute breaks off the sections, off the sectors, apparently. By oh,
1: oh but 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 hold 34 on 34 points. The MVP came back.
0: He 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 did he did come back. Yes, it's true. I'm confused. Boston had one of those the- games where they they're just working. a little, oh yeah, there you go. Twenty of fifty one for three for Boston. There you go. But yeah, the but the
1: sisters got the MVP back, and everybody was like, "It's their year, Brad." What? I'm I'm confused.
0: All right, we're logging off the podcast I, I don't before I get before I get fined. Um, Tyler,
1: anything to plug? The only MVP ever to come from <laughs> Africa, Brad. You gotta respect him. You gotta <laughs> hand it to him. Uh, uh, I can't believe he said that. Like, I what? what come on, Joel. Like, <laughs> I I like Joel, but. He'd be saying some stuff, Brad. He'd just be saying some
0: stuff. I I I I actually in my I have mostly a cold dead heart. I was I actually really enjoyed the video of him winning and and getting choked up. That was actually nice. It was like, oh, this is kind of nice. He, he was really excited to win.
1: Daryl Morey should have, own, should have his own Daryl have his own reaction video. Brad, I refuse to watch this. That's fine. I refuse to watch that.
0: That's fun. I, I, don't, I don't blame you. I don't want to see that. That's, that's okay. I, I I had I had to cover it. I had to cover it for a time, so I had to watch it. All I mean, right, I'm I'm glad
1: I'm glad he cried himself into an MVP. Like, thank you. I finally won. Now I can get bounced in the second round and like my, my, my career is complete. So happy to him. Kudos. We're,
0: we're looking off now. Tyler, anything to plug? You got you got anime? What's what's going on before you out of here? Oh man, training, there's it's
1: man uh, uh I'll just say Oshi no Ko. incredible. Uh, it's on High Dive, so if let I would advise you to get a quick subscription to that for the season, and then uh, cancel it in the next couple months. It's pretty cheap. That's I mean that's the that's the process. But if there's one anime to watch this year, that that's the anime. It's been incredible. It's from the if you like uh, Kaguya-sama, Love is War. Like if you love that, same creator. It's a different vibe though. It's a different vibe. I'm, I'm letting you know right now if you're looking for. A happy-go-lucky story. Uh, that's not what we're getting. Uh, it's uh, pretty grim. It's kind of, it's realer than uh, what you would expect it to be, considering the the premise. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but it's a very, it's a shockingly grounded, uh, emotionally show. So uh, I'm really enjoying that one. So that that's Oshinoko. Uh Again, it's on High Dive, so check it out. There you go, I ain't got nothing else,
0: Brad. That, that's all that's all we needed. We we had to have one recommendation. You're always ready for something. Uh as for everybody else, though, for real, uh please please follow Tyler if he lets you on Twitter uh for his takes. I, fault, I understand just saying if he allows you, follow the
1: cor- in- well, corporate life, man. I I I it's either it's either I unlock my Twitter that Musk owns, and like my bosses see these reckless tweets that I tweet all the time that I don't you know at the heated spur of the moment, I, or I can have it locked and you can just have a party with me in the locked account. And then That's when you guys try to retweet what I say, and I'm like, I didn't say that, you know?
0: Yeah. I, uh, well, I, 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 fairly, re- I fairly regularly go to hit the quote tweet button or something and it just, I can't, can't do it. So, mm-hmm. all right. As for everybody else, please subscribe to this podcast as well. Apple, Spotify, all those places. Tyler will be back at some point. I will make sure of that talk more about the draft in particular and whatever transaction stuff has been bubbling since then. But uh, until then, we'll see you all next time.